0: com slash weight loss.
1: Hello and welcome to Thursday's episode of The Luke and Pete Show with me, Luke Moore and the lovely Laura Cook.
2: Hello, I'm back.
1: You are back. <laughs> we we're you're in, the, you're in the same I'm room. are in the same room. Yeah, so yep. we, we thought we, we thought you'd best be to stick around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, great to talk to you I hope you've had a good week um, I hope everything's okay I hope you're looking after yourselves all that good stuff Pete is still away he will be back um, next week as things stand although I might get Laura to come back or maybe ask Jack again because uh, you, you guys have been my favourites
2: you know we've also had a whole week of a female voice that's probably, true we've probably hit the quota for the year No, <laughs> oh, that's, a dig. <laughs>
1: that's a dig at Stucano. Um <laughs> but I think that um, I can say what I like about Pete on this because I know you won't listen so if you want to air any grievances you're welcome just DC. hope he's safe it's just so yeah, mysterious same. i just same. hope he's
2: safe and i hope he's happy
1: yeah i mean he's not happy he's, um, he he's might be happy, happy. <laughs> he's never happy um yeah it's thursday uh we've been gearing up for the weekend now hopefully i'm not really sure what um what's going to be available to us the situation really corona is moving so quickly that you never really know what's happening from one time to the next so as we're recording this episode in advance because we have to we should probably just swerve it. I'm sure people will be getting much more accurate and much more informative news about coronavirus outside of the Luke. of oh, I was feature. going to say, I've
2: got, really, you know, I've got loads of hot takes on it that the listeners <laughs> might want to hear yeah, right. that I've got from social media. I think if you are
1: <laughs> listening to this show for advice on anything, let alone a massive public health crisis, stop, press stop.
2: Have a st- real think about your life. Yes,
1: yeah, step away from the episode. We still get the download. So it doesn't <laughs> harm us. And go and listen to something a little bit more informative from... I don't know the guys at Pod saved the world or something like that. Yeah,
2: or I'd recommend Twitter. No, I would I would
1: not recommend Twitter. <laughs> I joke. Are you are, Laura, do you rate yourself as being quite good on Twitter?
2: Um, I feel like you're setting me up for failure with that question. Um, I, I think I'm quite good on Twitter. Yeah. I've got
1: What makes you good? I've
2: got a few thousand followers.
1: Uh, <laughs> does that mean you're good?
2: I I think so. Um I think the thing with the thing with Twitter is that when I first joined it, I was very much a voyeur. I was just there to, to observe. To observe.
1: Yeah.
2: Now I get I get a lot of value from Twitter. Um yeah. I, I certainly have people that I follow on Twitter who I've never met in real life who yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think they're, like they're me. decent. That's yeah. That, that's me. how I'm sitting here. Yeah. Because of because of Twitter. Yeah. Um sometimes I think, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna type this tweet out and this is gonna bang. This is gonna get twenty <laughs> thousand this, this is going to bang. What's your
1: biggest return you've ever had on a tweet?
2: Um Oh, so that would have been last year when, I think in the same week, Arsene Wenger announced that he was looking for a role in management. So this was obviously after he'd left Arsenal and I think probably a year later. And he said, yeah, you know, I'd like to get back into management. And Theresa May announced that she was not going to be standing. But that happened in the same week? happened in the same week. So on the kind of sidebar of trending things, you've got Theresa May leaving and then the next one down was arson looking for a job in management so i screenshotted that and i was like well 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 all right um tweeted that it was picked up by the like lad bible all those kind of um so you did numbers so it did numbers however it did numbers as well because jack fellow guest on this on this pod jack makes happy hour uh saved my picture and then tweeted it out himself did he
1: really? He did.
2: And I checked because I downloaded his picture and checked what the resolution was against my one. It was exactly the same. So he basically stole my tweet. I'm
1: going to put him up on that. Please do. He'll be embarrassed about he that. He will
2: because it was my photo. It was my photo that he used.
1: These are brave and bold accusations. And he did and
2: numbers. and I, I mean, I think mine got about 1.5k. <laughs> K,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing about Jack is that um, he'll be mortified. I imagine there's some kind of explanation to that because he's not that kind of guy. But he—the um, thing about Jack on social media—it takes a lot of getting used to, uh, and his show is very good, and he's very successful. He's brilliant at what he does. I know you're a fan of his work as well. Mm-hmm. If he tweets just out of Snickers, yeah. right—the most boring—it'll do five thousand likes.
2: I know. It just kills me, and I'm like, I've been, it's I've insane. been scripting this brilliantly witty observational tweet yeah you know i've got it down to the characters it's, yeah. really, oh, it's gonna be amazing and it gets like five likes from my kind of core people who like everything i do
1: well did you by the way random question but it might be somewhat related what did you do at uni again
2: i did french spanish okay. and then management
1: management okay right mm-hmm. so you could have taken arsenal's job I could,
2: I could have done i've got my fa badges have you really yeah what ones? i've got I've got three, I think. You haven't got the
1: UEFA licence. Absolutely not. No, you've
2: got to at level two first before you do that. Yeah. No, I've got um, I've got level one. I've got level one for young footballers. And then I've got one for um, disabled footballers as well.
1: Okay, right. I can imagine you being the type of person who goes and gets those cover qualifications. Because you're, you're quite busy, aren't you?
2: No, I did them specifically when I did a gap year.
1: Oh, uh, okay, right. But I mean, you're quite busy the way that like Roy Keane accused the Neville brothers of being busy. Not as in you're always doing stuff, as in you're always sort of sticking your beak in. <laughs>
2: wow okay Um, do you
1: you consider yourself someone who sticks their beak in
2: no I don't think getting an FA badge can be considered sticking your beak in are you a
1: curtain twitcher maybe are your parents Mm,
2: no I'm sorry I'm still reeling from the fact you just (laughs) called me I I can't even answer your question probably because I'm so insulted
1: You I'm so insulted right now
2: that's what
1: Pete normally does
2: Um, can I throw an insult at you yeah okay I just want to pick up on something that you said last week on the show okay um, and I was listening to it and wait, so you
1: mean not Monday the one we just done sorry the no one before. Yeah, two yeah. a
2: week ago yeah. um, and I was going about my daily daily life listening to the Luke and Pete show and when I listen to the Luke and Pete show I am looking for you to mess up okay sure so that I can text you and I I'm, think most people are I'm like okay I can't wait for Luke to say something stupid so I can message him <laughs>
1: how long did it take a couple of minutes this
2: one actually lasted until I guess halfway through and I was like okay, okay this has been relatively tame so far so I might, <laughs> might stop listening and then and then you read out a email i think from a listener and you say malia and it should be malia and i was like Uh, yes here we go he's tripped up he said malia and then pete said malia and i was like what the fuck what is malia
1: that's annoying for two reasons one because i should know better because you've been been there i've been there and two i'm not that posh that's kind of the way a posh person would say it right
2: no but i don't think anyone says it like that I don't think I've ever come across anyone who's who's gone, oh, yeah, where'd you go after your A-levels? Oh, Malia. It's just Malia.
1: I can imagine some some of those posh guys who live around where you live going, oh, I went to Malia. It was actually quite a joke. Ooh,
2: oh, Malia. Yeah. <laughs> that, you, that's the song, but everyone been, else is Malia.
1: Have you been to Malia?
2: No, I went to, um, to Zanti. It's a Kintthos. Similar vibe. Very similar vibe. Yeah. As all of these places are.
1: Why did you go there instead of Malia?
2: Um, well, there were kind of various friendship groups, as I think there are in most schools. And... Yeah. People would kind of staked their claim on where they'd go. So there was already a group going to Malia. So you don't want to go there as well.
1: Right. Hang out with them?
2: No, you, you want to you branch out. You want to see the other 18-year-olds. That's what you're there for, to meet new people. Have a great okay. time. Okay. <laughs> so Malia was taken. Uh, Apple taken. Um, Ionapa
1: was like the cool one, right?
2: Or yeah, the... yeah. Apple was the cool one. But there was already a group of people going there. Um, people were going to Magalief. Can you just go at a different time? No, because you just wanted to go in that kind of like first week of of July when the right. season starts. Okay, right. So we ended up with Zanti, which was great. Was it good? It was good. But
1: Looking back, was it horrific?
2: We were quite tame. I think we were we were we were a group of girls all with boyfriends, so there was no like we weren't out shagging every night. Right. That way. <laughs> um, we were not out shagging every night. It, we were quite tame. I mean, we thought we were outrageous because we'd like go out at one o'clock, come back in the morning at seven. Oh, we've had a night out. From uh, yeah. we thought we were outrageous, but. Based on the other behaviours, I think from fellow groups, we were pretty tame.
1: So, do you think, but do you think there's a generational fix? Because how old are you now? 28. So, if you saw what 18 year olds were up to now, you'd be horrified. Because when I, when I, don't I know. the reason why I ask that is because I, I feel like the next generation always is, a, I don't know, I'm not, I shouldn't ascribe a kind of value system to it. It's not better or worse, I suppose. It's just different. And the reason I've been to Malia. <laughs> Is because, not the reason you think. So when I was a kid, I went to Magaluf. Yeah. I went to Tenerife. I didn't go to Malia. But I went, my, my uncle used to live in Crete. And I went there on a holiday with uh, my ex-girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, because my friend was getting married in Crete. And my uncle lived there in a different part. And for a day, I thought, well, we need to go visit him because you know, obviously it's not every, every day you get to go see him. So we jumped in the car and drove across the island of Crete to where he lived on the far, on the far east coast. And we had to drive through Malia. Ooh. Right. And it was probably about eight in the morning. Yeah. Heaving. Yeah. Heaving <laughs> with people. Drunk everywhere. <laughs> drunk people on those little quad bikes. Oh my God, the quad everywhere. bikes, yeah. And um, I remember my girlfriend at the time going, what is this? Like, what, what, is this?
2: what is this? And was yeah.
1: only later on... When we realised that we saw some of the signs, it was like, oh, it's fucking maniac!" This is Malik. This is it. Made, and then later made famous by the In Betweeners movie, right? I don't think there's anything me, at least.
2: more harrowing than seeing it in the daylight. Oh, my God. Like, it's fine when it's dark. It's like
1: Return it's... to the Scene of a Crime. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's awful. I remember yeah.
2: we, we went on a um, classic. We went on a booze cruise. Yeah. Um, and you had to meet um, outside one of the clubs at two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And you're walking down the street like this is... Disgusting. Yeah. Because you, you've never seen it in the daylight. And you're no. Like, wow, okay. It's not what you want. This is what this looks like in the day.
1: I remember at uni having to go back to a nightclub to, put, to get um, my coat or something. <laughs> or something. I've done that
2: with Infernos where I've had to go and get coat. What, in Clapham? Yes.
1: That's the worst club in the world, by the way. Yes. I think it's the worst club I'd in agree. the world. I'd agree. I'd um, agree. And uh, going back to get a coat or something and, and seeing people um, cleaning it. Aww. And in the day, inside, it just feels weird. It was so wrong. sticky yeah. floor, Yeah. just grim. So so Marley, that's embarrassing for me. Anything else that you want to put... I mean, to be honest, I've done about 250 episodes of this. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can put me up on.
2: <laughs> no, that, I mean, uh, calling a, a battery, I know you love batteries on the show, um, a Valium battery that was for, Pete, for a bit. Though. That was Pete, but you yeah. didn't correct him.
1: Because oh, I don't know anything about it. Well, tech. I think you're
2: both like, oh, Valium doesn't quite sound right. And I, I'm listening to my headphones and I'm going, Valium's a drug, guys. Yeah. Valium doesn't exist but, in batteries. There was Who, a reason, maybe it does. I don't
1: know. I, I'm fairly certain there was a reason Pete had Valium on the brain, <laughs> put it that way. Um, but it, the thing is, I'm—I'm. I'm, this might not be known by by the listeners, but I'm well known among our company for being the least tech-savvy person. So they—they t- they all took the piss out of me. So if I would know in that situation, I can't fully remember it, but I would know in that situation that it, it isn't Valium. But I wouldn't know what it was. Can't
2: offer the alternative. But I'd be too. <laughs> I'd,
1: I wouldn't be confident enough to to suggest something. I
2: thought had you down as quite a techie person nah, No, no,
1: nah, no, not really No, enough to get by
2: about oh, so you set these mics up quite quickly
1: yeah but I've, I've got experience doing that someone's that taught me your job, to do that to be I, fair I'm not so stupid I can't learn something and then repeat it mm. yeah I mean I didn't educa- <laughs> have your education Laura, but I, I didn't do, do too bad so and because we're recording podcasts at home at the moment because of the obvious reasons I can set up my own little home studio I can do that because I've been doing that for a long time yeah but if you were to say to me oh Luke I need to drive home and my car's Broken? Can you look at it? You like, you're not techie well, I can look at it, but I can't fucking do anything. Can I look with it. at
2: it. It's not working. Engines, no, engine's not working. Same as
1: your computer. So I'm kind of in that Venn diagram where I'm clever enough, techy enough on computers to fix my mum's computer probably, yeah. but anyone else is better. I'm stepping
2: back. What about? So I, th- I feel like this is quite linked. Which
1: Pete is too clever about it. Oh, okay. he'll, he'll, he'll be too so clever about it. He would have taken the back off it when you don't need to, mucked around with it, and it would have either gone wrong or it would be doing things you never realised it could do.
2: Actually, that's fair. I'm sure we've gone into the studio once or twice and tried to turn things on, and Pete's done something to it. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, this this looks different.
1: Yeah, other people who, who aren't me, who are more unfair than me, will be like, why is he fucking fiddling all the time? <laughs>
2: so you're not techie. What what about, like, DIY? Because I feel like that's that's closely linked
1: so, yeah, up to a point, I can do DIY. So, did you see in the spare room i have got a TV on the wall? On the yeah, shelf? did you do I that? I did that, yeah.
2: That's quite impressive.
1: I did, I did that light fitting as well. I can do some I mean, stuff. that's,
2: screwing, what do you mean, that's, that's screwing it onto the ceiling, isn't it?
1: No, you've got, to click, you've got to click it in, otherwise it won't turn on, Laura.
2: No, obviously. Because, <laughs> all right, don't patch me, please. <laughs> okay, do, fair enough. You've can, hung your chandelier.
1: I can do plugs and plug sockets and stuff. But other than that, if someone says to me, I'll oh, do some plastering. Ooh, I ain't doing that. Oh, no. no.
2: no what about no, you? No. Um, what
1: about your boyfriend? Because he is any good?
2: He's he's really good. Right. I think that's probably... So
1: you know people like me get intimidated by people like yeah, that.
2: He's, yeah, that's 90% of the attraction, to be honest, that he's really, really like good at stuff. 90%, as, yeah, as, as high as 90%. as high as 90%. For example, um, so he's just moved into my flat, so we're living together now, and I've been wanting to paint a wall bright green for ages. Yeah. I've had the pa- paint sitting there. Um, ready to go, but I've just not backed myself to do it well. And Mm. he just did it in like a day, beautifully, like masked it all up, cut in, all of that kind of stuff.
1: Does it look good? It looks really good. But also he... He should come over here.
2: He he should do. Because I see you've got your paint samples there. I know. Our house is full of paint samples.
1: (laughs) 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 Is your bright green greener than that?
2: No, no, it's like, um, it's bright, bright green. It's like probably this rug that your cats have clearly sat on. Yeah, okay. It's that that colour. But there were also on the wall there were shelves already on there and in my head i'm like will you just paint around them no you don't need to take, take them, off. them off he was like don't be stupid so he took them all off painted it very handy very that's very great. handy yeah He's probably
1: doing some diy now or you're over here
2: possibly yeah i hope so <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> stuff you didn't even know doing. exactly
2: yeah and he just fixed it
1: that's brilliant so you but yourself you're not you're not brilliant at it you're saying
2: i'll try um i'll but certainly I, try oh, by the way haven't you recently moved
1: in with your boyfriend yes so what was that like Tell us about that. That's a universal okay. thing everyone can get behind.
2: Oh. Well, it's been a long time coming, Luke. We've been together five years, right? Okay. Um, and it's always been a bit of an area of, you know, argument because I just really enjoyed living with my friends um, yeah. and then my brother. Hey, and grow I was just up! Like, grow
1: up! Yeah. You need to grow up. Is that I what have you said? already. Okay, I've tried. <laughs> um,
2: and then we, you know, decided that he he would move in. Um, do you know what? It's been fine. There's been there's been some arguments around. Trivial things. For example, the first weekend he moved in. he's How long there. has he been there, by the way? He's been there. It'll be sort of two months now. Okay, so fine. we're still into the kind of like trial period. Okay, right. He's yeah. got a six-month probation.
1: <laughs> Are you calling it a trial yeah, period? Because that could be period. the source of some of argument. I
2: feel like though, if you go back from living together to living apart, that doesn't really say anything good about the relationship.
1: No, no, I don't. I don't think you ever can go back. I, exactly. Yeah. And that
2: was the that was my main fear that this feels quite permanent now. that yeah. I'm, like, I'm never going to be able to sleep in my own bed again by myself.
1: Yeah. Which yeah.
2: I, I think is quite a lot to to deal with. Yeah. First weekend he moves in, he's unpacking his stuff. We we cooked and stuff, and he he put the wok not back in where it belongs. So I've uh, got I've got a kind of you know, I've got a cupboard full of saucepans. Yeah. And in my head, a wok is a saucepan. Yeah. It's just a larger version of it. He put it in this drawer and I was like, Babe, that's just yeah. that's not really that's not where that goes. Yeah. yeah. was like, Oh, but I think it just fits better there. And I just thought Oh start,
1: what oh, He's testing your boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Y-
2: you've only lived here for 14 hours and yeah. you're already moving things around my kitchen I'm not sure how I feel about that other yeah. than that it's been good it has been good
1: I, th- I think um, that's not bad going really
2: that's not, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's quite I good. Think that's, that's pretty good it's just quite weird having someone there all the time yeah you wake up it does there. take a bit of
1: getting used to but the thing is when, when, when I was asking you the question like Mimi and I Mimi and I were engaged before she moved in oh, because because wow. like, she was living in the US yeah. so was like, a bit of a different situation but as cheesy as this sounds, I never really kind of considered anything else. It was like, she's in the movie, it. it's oh, has been great. Lovely. And it has been great. And it is lovely, but I think it's partly because I simply just do whatever she says.
2: That is one way of getting around this. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, 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 and the moment I step out of my kind of comfort zone and try and sort of put my chest out a bit, it backfires. And it happened yesterday. I went into the kitchen and um, Mimi's bowl and spoon from her breakfast was on the side, right? So I came back in here, and I said, oh, me, when you take your bowl and spoon out, just put it in the dishwasher, don't just leave it on the side. And she was, like, just tapping away, doing her thing, and, like, calm as you like, she just looked up and went, yeah, okay, fine, but um, you took that out there, not me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? Uh And I basically said, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) if I just even try... yeah." I, I just get I'm just out of my debt there so there's a queen there's in no this point. house and it's not you I think that's probably why I um, take the piss out of Pete all the time because yeah. I'm so put upon in my own home life
2: but to be fair that, if that, if that's how it works that's how it works I'm just I'm, a dynamic. I'm, I'm failing to establish my dominance I think yeah and
1: I think the key is not to worry about the dynamic just accept the dynamic it's but, not it's not a reflection on
2: but the walk doesn't go in that drawer Luke it just doesn't
1: what else has been going on in, in, in the two months since you've been living together has it been apart from that it's been fine has it
2: yeah, It's a big step for people. It's a, it is a big step. Um, we are very lucky that we've got a spare room. Um, and I've always said, if either of us can't sleep, then you need to go in the spare room. Um, and we've only had one incident of that. And that is when he went out on a Sunday night to, I think, watch the Super Bowl. And he obviously came back super late and yeah. super pissed. Oh, right. And he does this thing, which I think is quite common along, along, among men. When he's pissed, he will... He will just fall on the bed, fully clothed, and oh, pass yeah. out. Yeah. And I cannot move him, so I just have to go and sleep in the other room. Oh, because, because you can't I, physically, I move, I can't him, physically yeah. move him. I can't physically move him. He's got yeah, his yeah. shoes on, he's got his belt on. And, he, you know, that's the main, I think, point of contention when you move in with someone. It's the, are we actually going to be able to sleep properly?
1: Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I might be told otherwise, but I don't think I've ever really done that. No. I don't, not certainly not, not certainly not in the in You've recent grown up. memory. You've grown up. Well, I, I don't. To be honest, I mean, as much as people don't like, probably don't like to hear this from, from me. I, I'm not really a very big drinker, so like, I, I, I won't really get that drunk. That drunk. No, yeah. not not. I don't tend to. No.
2: I. Um, yeah. Maybe you should have a chat with my boyfriend. Just to <laughs> say that I mean, there is a there is a happy place between not drinking and getting yeah. so pissed that.
1: You know, Oh, I didn't say I was happy.
2: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. The other thing that he does, which I've known about since we've been together, is when he is that pissed, he will come home and get in the bath and he'll run himself a bath at three o'clock in the morning, which I absolutely hate. So that's his So his, his theory is that it um, hydrates him by osmosis.
1: You're cohabiting with an Australian, that's I know. the problem.
2: Um, but I have to sit there and supervise him in the bath because I'm terrified that he's going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> because you can drown in a tiny bit of water and he's so pissed he's like sat there in the bath, and it's running and I have to sit there on the toilet like this I'm is, a mum
1: this is brilliant Laura because before we did this show I've always been I always think of you in my mind as being quite swept up quite in control everything's happening you know what you're doing this has lifted the curtain in a big way yeah
2: this, imagine on, a, on, a, on a, any kind of given Saturday night chances are I'll probably be in my bathroom supervising my 30 year old boyfriend while he has a bath and he's so drunk that he can't speak that is my life
1: at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some emails, and we're going to find out what Laura's parents really think about her as well. St- uh, stick around.
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about Work. plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: welcome back to the Luke and Pete show with me Luke Moore
2: and me Laura Kirk
1: from the excellent revisiting podcast part of the Stakhanov stable go listen to it subscribe to it now you will not regret it it's Laura and another crazier person called Laura Uh, It's well worth uh, listening to. So hello at LukeAndPeteShow.com to get in touch. You guys all know that, but we need to put the email address out there for for new listeners and people who are forgetful. Um, Pete regularly gives out the email address wrong, so not everyone can automatically remember it. But Laura, a while back, we had um, the aforementioned Jack Dean on. Yes. He was great. I love Jack. And he set the homework, which was um, text your parents or your grandparents. And ask them what they think the worst thing about you is. Now, when I text my mum, she my mum's lovely. She she was very predictable. She just I think I said it at the time. She said, "Oh, you know, you're lovely. You're great. You know, you're my boy. But you just need to get you just need to call me more." Typical mum stuff, (laughs) right? My mum would never criticise me. She's just just too nice. Um, uh, Pete's mum was quite funny, but I can't can't remember what it is. But you live in what I presume is quite a, a Repressed middle-class household. Is that what you grew <laughs> what up you in? Mean by re- well, I mean, like they, you won't be. Cause so, this might be wrong, and I don't want to offend anyone, least of all you, and especially our listeners. But my pigeonhole, my lazy pigeonholing of the difference between working-class backgrounds and middle-class backgrounds is working-class backgrounds to me, at least in my experience, are a lot more emotional.
2: Interesting. So they'll yeah. cry.
1: They'll tell you they love you. It's kind of like an Italian household. But there'll be arguments, <laughs> right? Whereas middle-class, it's kind of a bit like shake hands well done, lad. Thanks very much. You're good kids, really. And that's as close as you'll get. So was yours like a little bit more emotional or was it like, less emotional?
2: Definitely less emotional. Um, although the idea of like shaking my dad's hand, like well be? done with the GCSEs. Well done. Is that what you
1: would do? Would he hug you? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. My okay, dad will hug
2: me. That's good. Um, however, what you said there is interesting because my mum does listen to the podcast, my podcast. Yeah. And um, obviously I talk a lot about how I felt as a teenager, what I went through as a kid, that kind of thing. And my right. mum has had no idea.
0: Are you Absolutely self-conscious
2: no idea. about that? Not at all.
1: You don't mind her listening? Not
2: at all. Okay. No, not at all. She and But she loves this thing because, because there was a kind of, not, not a distance at all, but kind of, I wasn't openly... But you're not going to be saying
1: these things to your mum, exactly. Right? Yeah, so yeah. she
2: listens to the podcast as a little kind of insight into what I was actually like as a child and what I actually what emotions I felt because we just didn't express them yeah, okay. between ourselves. So yeah, I'd say I'd say your sweeping generalisation for me is actually quite right.
1: Okay, cool. So did you text them and ask them what they think what the, the worst thing about
2: you is? I did, yes, and obviously my mum. My mum was like, no, no, you're a great kid. And I was like, no, no, that's not what we're doing here. Um, and then when she thought about it a bit more, she said, actually, Laura, there's loads of things. So can you give me a bit more of a bit more of a, like, an idea of what you're after? <laughs> Have you got any like categories? Like the worst thing you ever said? Like the, the worst habit? Because yeah. I've, I've got loads of stuff now. I just yeah. thought, oh, OK. Yeah. It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to get a beating from my mum about what I was like <laughs> as a child. But where she settled, um, which I think is probably fair, was that she said that I was very stubborn. As a child, very, very stubborn. And she says, uh, when you were very little, you begged us for a wetsuit um, (laughs) to wear in the sea in Cornwall. Nice. We told you you wouldn't like it, but you absolutely insisted. When you finally got it on, you threw the biggest tantrum known to man, culminating in your dad dragging you down the beach to the sea, wearing this wetsuit, as you screamed your head off, including expletives far too awful for a three-year-old to know. Wow. And pointing at people shouting, what are you looking at?
1: That's amazing. (laughs)
2: That's amazing. I do remember this as well because I wanted a wetsuit because my brother had one. So I've got an older brother. And if you put a wetsuit on when it's dry, it's not very comfortable. And so no. I, I threw this massive tantrum, tried to rip it off Do you off remember me. it? Yeah, I remember it. And my dad effectively, you know, you've got a little tag on the back of it. Yeah. Um, he basically carried me from where we were on the beach That's to so the sea funny. while I screamed my head off and shouted at people who were obviously looking at me. Yeah. What are you looking at?
1: That's brilliant. Um, that's not that's, what I'd expect from you, by the way. I know.
2: So, yeah, I was quite a stubborn child. Um, that's funny. And that was the worst of it. That's yeah. funny.
1: Um, what about this from Sam Nichols in Edinburgh, who's emailed in saying, I found the story online which is both Florida man-like and relates to the conversation on lithium iron batteries from last week's show. Uh, and he's uh, linked to a a website, a news website from the Edinburgh News. Uh, and listen to this headline. This is amazing. You'll like this. Drunk thug who forced EasyJet plane diversion to Edinburgh after eating his mobile phone during mid-air rant is jailed. Wow. A drunk passenger who calls an aircraft to be di- diverted to Edinburgh because he began eating his mobile phone has been jailed. Uh, he was travelling from Manchester to Iceland with his mother, <gasps> with his mother for a birthday break. <laughs> how,
2: how, the, can you, how can you eat your mobile phone? How was, you,
1: how was your birthday? It's great, yeah, um, young, um, what's his name? My young Matthew, yeah, he took me away, took me away to Iceland. Oh, was it nice? Well, we didn't actually get there because he started ranting and ate his own mobile phone. He's 44, by the way.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I mean, I'm looking at my phone here and I'm like, where do you start? Do you you start nibbling on the cover? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But
1: it all started when, apparently, as soon as the seatbelt signs went off, he jumped up and grabbed a full bottle of gin from an (gasps) overhead locker and started drinking it. And then he abused the crew by shouting, swearing and issuing threats. Um, and then he started uh, chewing on his own mobile phone, which meant the damaged phone battery fell onto a seat and started to smoulder.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, so I can see why the plane had to divert.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's not ideal, is it?
2: That's crazy. I mean, I, I've seen some poor behaviour on planes before, particularly one when um, I think I was coming home from Dubai and, you know, you've got your little screen in front of you. Yeah. None of them were working. So they basically tried to reset them loads of times. It wasn't going to work. Oh, I hate that. And, you know, they're really apologetic. But ultimately, there's nothing they can do if they're not working. Yeah. And I, this guy in front of me, his solution to it was just to get pissed. Yeah. And I, I can understand. But then obviously, halfway through the flight, the, the crew um, refused to serve him. Yeah. And I remember him chasing this woman down the kind of plane, demanding a, a gin and tonic. And they had to restrain him. Oh, yeah. Like, rap, literally wrap seatbelts around him. It's great drama. Great drama.
1: I, I, one, one of my biggest... Well, not one of my biggest regrets, but something that's a bit of a shame is that when I was flying out to the US once, um, I was sat four rows in front of a massive disturbance, but I didn't know it had happened.
2: Oh, were you but, asleep?
1: No, I, was just, I had my headphones in, I was watching a movie, and there yeah. was this noise on a plane, so you couldn't hear. Yeah. But when, um, when we landed, there was a lot of press in the airport. Oh, cameras! Like because I've flying to the US. Yeah. Like those, those, you know, like those spot interview people yeah, with their cameras. Yeah. A load of that. And what happened was, it was it was a few days after a terrorist attack, and a woman uh, on our plane had tried to light up a cigarette on the plane. Oh my god! So she got um, told that she couldn't, and she went on a massive rant, and she tried to open the plane door, <gasps> which you can't really do. No, she you tried. can't. So they had to they handcuffed her to the seat. They didn't use seat belts. Did they? But I didn't know it happened when we landed. The pilot came over and said, um, uh, under US law, you need to remain in your seats with your seatbelts fastened because US marshals need to enter the the, the aircraft. I was like, what is happening? Oh, my God. And they marched her out, and that's what happened. Wow. But the bad thing about it was, though, the way that information travels around the world these days, I'm pretty sure, I mean, it's a while ago now, I might have even talked about it on here at the time, but um, when I got into arrivals, the the news people knew more about it than I did. So one of them tried to interview me and explained what had happened. And I was like, I've got no comment, I'm not interested, and I walked off. You
2: said, I was just watching you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was having a lovely time. Yeah,
1: I think I was watching um, well, I was watching that Johnny Cash movie, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, Lion, which that... is good. Oh, is that how long ago this was?
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, because it's not always new films on, is it? It wasn't back in the late 90s. Um,
2: it's interesting that you said that they handcuffed the yeah. person. So my mum is Cabin Crew.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah.
2: And um, I remember when she was doing her training, this would have been probably 15 years ago, she came home from training one day and was like, I've learned 10 different ways you can restrain someone today. It's fascinating. Wow. wow. But you know, things like um, how to rip the seats up if you need to form like a barricade. I was like, oh, that's fascinating. Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely fascinating. I
1: bet there's loads of stuff I can do that you don't ever Loads of stuff.
2: I mean, that was the interesting side of the training. She also had to do incredibly mundane. Um, so every airport in the world has a three letter um, code. Yeah. So London Heathrow is LHR. Yeah. She had to learn all of the airports in the world and what code it was. Do you know any of them? I know LHR because that's London Heathrow, but the rest Gavis, of the LGW, it, yeah. There. But like, yeah. I don't know how many airports there are in the world, but it was like you know. I remember her sitting there with this book and all these codes, trying to learn. I just take the book with you. I know. She's just, but it was like you know. What if someone asks you in the airport? You know. She got any brand? other good
1: stories from uh, cabin crew world?
2: Um, she had one um, where she was. It was a, I think, a night flight, so lots of people were asleep. Um, the seatbelt sign goes on. Um, you've got to wake people up if they're if they're sleeping if they've not got their seatbelt visible. Anyway, she touches this guy in the arm and it's cold. She's like, oh my god! So she sort of shakes him a little bit and he won't wake up. Touches his arm, arm is really really cold. She's like, fuck, this this guy's he's dead. Up. Yeah. So goes to the back, gets the um, gets you know, informs the pilot, gets the defibrillator. because She's like, well, he's you know, see if we can get him back yeah. to life. You know, comes back to him, gets it all ready, tries to wake him up again and then just as they're about to effectively charge him, he wakes up, huh. and they're like, what, what, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And yeah. he, you're cold, and he rolls up his sleeve. He's got a prosthetic arm, and it's oh. and it's dead cold because it's plastic, and he'd basically taken a sleeping pill, was knocked out, and they were about that's to charge amazing. him. Yeah, exactly.
1: She should have checked his pulse.
2: Should have checked his pulse. <laughs> should, have checked his, should have checked anything that's a good story, before though. you got and, like, charged him because he's that's got a, a plastic arm. That's a really good story. I didn't know
1: where you were going with that. I was absolutely... <laughs>
2: Engrossed in that exactly. So yeah, she's got she's got loads of stories. Of people of people being rude as well. People are just can be dicks on flights. I think yeah. When she used to fly do the Ibiza flight, she's like that's the worst one. Yeah, that's I've the been, worst I've, one by a mile.
1: I, I went to Ibiza for a wedding once, and I flew back among a lot of those kind of people, mm. and it's like, jeez what are you doing? What when yeah, like
2: when she used to do obviously when BA used to fly to Tripoli in Libya there was a point at which you enter Libyan airspace Mm. and obviously you can't serve alcohol there. So in the five minutes before then, it would just be an absolute free-for-all people just wanting alcohol and then they have to shut it off. Aren't people weird? People are so weird.
1: Yeah. It's like happens at last orders and stuff, right? Yeah, that's true. So
2: the
1: way I see it, I mean, obviously, I didn't have this attitude when I was 18, but now I'm like, look, you've had six pints. I don't know if you need a seven. There's no real reason No, but you'd, for go it. And you'd
2: be like, I want four gin and tonics, like the double, and I'll just I'll have them to myself.
1: Because we all know what's going to happen. You're going to try and go on a shortcut back for a field. You're
2: going to get
1: bitten by a horse. <laughs> exactly. A horse is going to kick you up the ass, or you're going to get found by the police, climbing over a barbed wire fence. <laughs> all right, on that bombshell, I think we're pretty much out of time. But my great, great thanks to Laura Kirk,
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's been
1: great. We'll have you back sometime soon when Pete goes on his next holiday. We need so. another female voice. Exactly. I'm here. Another female voice. So um, when Pete goes away, I guess, how are you fixed for like, the first week of April? Pretty free. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't forget you can get in touch. Hello at com. If this keeps up, we'll, we'll change it to Hello at LukeAndLauraShow.com. Um, and go well. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you again soon. Say goodbye, Laura.
2: Goodbye.
1: See you soon.
0: United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years.